guys. Welcome to The Making Of, episode 21. Um, I hope you are having a fabulous week wherever you are. And the summer is real hot over here. It's like, <laughs> like when I say like, like it's, it's, it's hot like Hades out here, like mm-hmm. ridiculous. Um, in fact, I think a bunch of people in our neighborhood are like melting crayons and making art. Oh <laughs> Just gosh. leaving crayons on different like backboards and it's just melting creating like picasso um (laughs) so yeah i hope you are staying cool in this hot completely hot heat um i am here with a really special person uh today you are you are you are um rebecca fabian you guys um Rebecca Fabian is probably one of the coolest people I know. And I'm not, I'm like, not even. I'm literally like, <laughs> give me more. I okay. Need this in my life. I have cool friends, but like, you're like Miss LA Writer. And I just, <laughs> I'm like. Miss LA Writer, I like that title. It's yes. Like Miss America. Yes. Miss LA. <laughs> exactly. I don't, I mean, I have friend, cool friends doing cool things, but then like, I have friends out there who are like making moves. And I, I feel want, like yeah. you're. Well, trying to make moves. Trying Make moves. <laughs> Let me say, let's go back. I'm gonna. I'm making moves. You that are making moves. You yeah. are. You're in LA. You are pushing towards your dream. You're killing it. I love it. So, oh, thank you. That means so much to me. Oh, you're welcome. Okay. We're 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 gonna be talking about it because this is the making of, and so I honestly thought it'd be really cool just because like. One, I know nothing about the LA writing scene, mm-hmm. um, and the film industry, the film industry in general. Yeah, like I just industry. go to movies. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's all I know. Right now, I just go to movies too, but I write them too. So one day, <laughs> right? You're like making. Aren't you? Are you working on a screenplay? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've this. So a little bit about myself. I, um, I'm a novelist. Mm-hmm. I write um, young adult fiction primarily, but I actually am also working on a contemporary like adult rom com <laughs> too. Please, let which me read is it. super fun. <laughs> which we can talk about. We can talk about more later because I definitely want you guys to be able to read that one. It's actually up on a website called Wattpad already. Writing this down. So, so I'll give you guys all that information if you want to go read it. Yes. Please. But so I write, I write books, but I've always written screenplays since I was young. I mean, I, that's where I started. That's kind of where I got my Really? Not wet. like poems? Like screenplays? I mean, I, I was that girl when I was 15 who was like writing those poems about like, you know, drowning in my feet. <laughs> But none of those were. Oh, that angst. <laughs> yeah. I feel like every like fifteen year old girl who wants to be a writer like writes horrible poetry. Oh my gosh, I have so many notebooks upon notebooks of yes. angsty poetry. It's, it's so it's such a problem. Tragic. It does not follow any like requirements for good poetry. No, 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 it's not just, at all. Like not there's at all. Not, it was so horrible. <laughs> but I definitely moved away from that. That was a very brief period of my life. Um thankfully <laughs> I realized early on that I'm not a poet <laughs> or a songwriter. Um but I started writing so my first screenplay I ever wrote was when I was nine. And I now I'm sorry. What people, I say that I like to say that and then make people feel, think I'm really cool and right. like a prodigy. Right. But it was like probably the worst thing ever written. <laughs> um, and you were nine. However, Give I mean, I was nine, so at least I was trying. <laughs> right, you know, I was right, right. Making moves at nine years old. <laughs> I was, and like, you know, I was very much that kid who would like cast their friends in their stories. Oh, so I would like write something and then make my friends act it out (laughs) and like sometimes when I got a little older we had you know one of those old school cameras Uh video cameras and I would make movies with them oh my gosh and they were awful (laughs) um it was always horror because I feel like a lot of people start in horror Mm -hmm. and which is ironic because I'm actually I wrote a horror script this year with some friends of mine stop (laughs) back to horror right right full circle all things come full circle (laughs) but the first one was um called the train wreck kidnapping and it was literally what is in the title it was there was a train wreck (laughs) 
and the two main characters got kidnapped. They were teenage. They were little girls my age. Um, like, or I think they were a little older because I wanted to have a love interest. So they uh-huh, were like, uh-huh, right, thirteen year old. I think girls. they held hands. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was loosely based on Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Stop <laughs> it! Yes, I'm all for this. Or heavily based on him. <laughs> um, and I basically was like, they her their aunt was a journalist and she was like trying to uncover this big like mob story and they she's on a train with them and the train wrecks (laughs) because of the mob the mob made the train wreck (laughs) and they kidnap her nieces Uh the two girls because they want to uh, you know, hold them for ransom. To get. How old were you when you I read this? Nine. <laughs> I was not. And then it just sort of like I had a really good beginning, uh-huh. like a real strong opening, uh-huh. and then it just sort of falls apart because <laughs> I didn't know what to do. And eventually, they like she saves them. I think. And you had your friends the, act this out. Yeah, I had them act it out. And oh my I gosh! Would, and then I would like at edit nine. It. I was playing with Barbies. Like I was not I at all. My Barbies acted out. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but you were out there making like full movies. Yeah. Well, I was just like, yeah. and, you know, it's just like I wanted, I wanted to be an actor. So sort mm. of all of it came from like wanting to be an actor mm-hmm. and thinking that that was the path I was going to take mm-hmm. for my creative life. Because I was, I mean, I wanted to, I knew I was creative. I knew I wanted to tell stories. Mm-hmm. I loved um, being characters, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and it just. So for a long time it was I'm going to be famous I'm mm-hmm. going to be an actress mm-hmm. I'm going to move to Hollywood. That's where everyone starts out. From. Yeah. yeah, 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 for <laughs> yeah. sure. I definitely thought I was a channel star. Yeah, making for sure. I mean, I cannot sing, so <laughs> that wouldn't have ever been an. But I, oddly enough, I actually had the option to go audition for a Disney channel. Whoa! <laughs> I could have been Lizzie McGuire. You could have. I but I can't sing, so that <laughs> so would have been a very different show. <laughs> Um, but you know, I I was willing to try, but mm-hmm. I actually ended up not doing that because I was like not ready to leave home yet. Aww. I was like thirteen, and I okay. was I was just not quite ready to make that giant leap to okay. living in Los Angeles. Which is smart. Yeah, thirteen. I, so. I mean, yeah, I definitely looking at a lot of people who come out of the business. Right. I would say it was not a bad decision. Right, right, right. It was, it was some pretty side on my, right. right. On it's my, some wisdom from thirteen-year-old yeah. Rebecca. It was kind of like I don't really my friends, mm-hmm. but it ended up working out. Right. Obviously, I wasn't supposed to take that path. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. that's, that's awesome. Okay, so you you started off doing full-length movies yeah. at nine years old. <laughs> yeah, and I remember it was really funny because we lived on acreage when I was growing up. We lived on seven acres, and it was kind of a spooky house. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of where the initial like interest in horror came because I just I was like always finding weird stuff in the house mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it was an older house on on land and so then it sort of in my early teens we would make like short horror movies and I would make my brothers be in them and they like four like my youngest one and and stuff like that and it you know quickly it evolved into like I want to write mm-hmm, stories. And mm-hmm. I was always writing them, but I always saw it as a means to do the acting thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And being in control of, like, creating something. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And then once I got older, I realized, no, I, I really want to be a writer. And mm-hmm. that's more what I want to do. I don't really want to pursue acting. Yeah, yeah, more. yeah. It started to focus in on, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. On the sto- the storytelling part. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so yeah, so it was... <laughs> Which is so cool, though. Was, I mean, it was an early beginning, but it took me a long time yeah, to yeah, figure yeah. it out. Because, I mean, I didn't start writing really professionally with the like desire to make something happen mm-hmm. until I was in my mid-20s. Wow. Because I took, you know, a roundabout road, yeah, like yeah. so many people do. Yeah. And, you know, went to college for a little while, did all of that, left college because I didn't enjoy it. Uh-huh. Um, I was very much your sort of, like typical young person just sort of trying to find their way yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I got married really young yeah and yeah, had yeah. A baby. yeah yeah and you know so it took me a little while to get back to it yeah but see like ever since I've known you, you've been like a free spirit like I've just <laughs> seen that you're like I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna go I'm just gonna do this and that but but I I mean I know like some people are like oh she's a free spirit and that's just kind of a but to me like just being on the outside watching it's like you're, you're brave it's mm-hmm. like I wish I had that kind of boldness to do. I think a lot of 
things, opportunities that I've had, I've missed because of fear of not, mm-hmm. and like you just, like I can tell you're afraid sometimes, oh, but yeah. you just, <laughs> you're like, you know what? I'm gonna do this afraid. I'm I'm just gonna- anyway. <laughs> I mean, the thing for a long, for most of my life, I've dealt with anxiety mm. and, um, and just, and it's funny because I think when people, people who see me on social media or who've mm. met me in person wouldn't necessarily know that about yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, I know. And so growing up, my anxiety sort of tr- was always kind of a catalyst, though. Mm-hmm. I really didn't want to be bound by my anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember when I was in my late teens, it was a really dark time with, for it because I mean, your hormones are going crazy right. anyway. Right. So <laughs> you're dealing with a lot of change. And on top of that, I have this sort of predisposition to be very anxious. Anxious about it. Yeah, yeah. And I... I want my dad was sort of like talking to me about like a directions that I could go for like figuring out how to manage my anxiety and I really didn't want to be bound to dealing with it for the rest of my life mm-hmm. in a specific way and mm-hmm. like so I worked really hard to like train my mind mm-hmm. to not get too out there mm-hmm. and when it does I learned methods and I took medicine to help deal with it wow but I, I mean, none of this <laughs> yeah but then I don't I mean and now at this age I don't I'm 33 and I don't have to take anything to mm-hmm. handle it anymore mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I but I found I really put a lot of energy into writing mm-hmm. and as I got older into my mid 20 into my 20s I found that like if I was struggling with anxiety Mm -hmm. I could just write Mm -hmm. and really put all that energy into my creative life yeah 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 and that became the fuel and that became the thing that like drove me because when I was writing I was different I wasn't like in that same scary place all the time and I used my anxiety to create characters and stories and yeah yeah yeah. really explore see that's that's amazing I to me, because I I heard this, I was watching like a TD Jake sermon mm-hmm. a couple of days ago, and he was saying he's like so many people like pray for joy and peace in their life constantly. They're just mm-hmm. constantly praying for that. And he was like, but when you're walking in your purpose, like in mm-hmm. what you know you're supposed to be doing, like those things start to come naturally because you're like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yes. And like I totally see that with you. Like clearly, you've been writing forever in that creativity, mm-hmm. and so when you start wa- working and you're using that like and it it's helping with the anxiety because it's what your purpose mm-hmm. is like you know you're supposed to be writing yeah and so I think I think that's fa- that's so cool I I'm gonna be okay so I'm gonna tell you I when I was young I used to get grounded from reading books oh my gosh um because that, that is- was like because <laughs> I, I loved that and so I would like ground my child to read a book right 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 you have to read <laughs> my mom would like take away all my books and be like you can't read today <laughs> I was that kind of nerd. Um, And so there was one summer, I don't even remember what I did, but whatever it was, and that's how I found out that I loved writing, Mm -hmm. because um, whatever it was that I did, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't even, like, paint on the computer or anything like that. I mean, you had really Right. I don't remember what it was, but that whole summer I was grounded. And um, the only thing I could do is use Word document. And I ended up writing this screen. Well, I guess it was a screenplay. Well, a lot of people, it's funny because a lot of people actually do write, like start off in that sort of area of uh-huh. writing because it's mostly action and dialogue. And okay. You're not getting a lot into like description okay. necessarily okay. or internals. And it's just a really easy way to get a plot down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think, I guess it was a screenplay there. Yeah, it probably. I mean, it was, it was way over 100 pages like it was it was a lot it was a whole summer's worth of writing yeah. but it was called heartland and it was about oh my this, gosh okay <laughs> in my a, head there's a show called right there is show. and i didn't know that <laughs> i know i need to sue but like it was like this girl and she was mixed uh-huh. you know and her dad in my head her dad was going to be played by matthew mcconaughey and of her course. mom was going to be played by like oh was it like it was like Tracy Ellis Ross or something uh-huh. ridiculous, <laughs> <Really> <laughs> completely <big> right, right. <laughs> and um, and she was like, her dad had left her when she was young, but she was gonna go to this like 
farm. Her mom's going to drop uh-huh. her off for the summer at this farm where Matthew McConaughey, she's going to meet her dad for the summer and, like, learn oh how to God. ride horses and idea. all of it. Right? It's so. a great story. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> But I was like so 14 years old. Should, like, really, I'm like thinking, I'm like, you should write this. Right? <laughs> I know. That TV show that's actually yeah but I, I i definitely i was 14 when i wrote it but i remember being like so into it and then trying to make everyone read it yeah like, <laughs> and no one wants to read it right and you're like why don't you want to read my masterpiece right this that is I wrote genius when i was 14 it, like i'm reading it and making myself cry like it was <laughs> that good. Hey, that's, well, I, that's a hard thing to do if you can make yourself cry right. that's incredible um yeah so i mean i that was Oh, gosh, like I said, I was 13, 14 when it happened. So, um, and then now, now it's it was on those like old, old computers, like, yeah, like where the, the monitor is like a half the desk. I, started <laughs> I always, I have that same kind of computer, the giant bubble monitor mm-hmm, screen mm-hmm. and the floppy disk. And I have this yes, floppy disk that floppy I carry disk. around with me. I, to this day, don't know what happened to it. And oh, I have no. my old writing on oh, no. it. I like worry that like somewhere. Someone's well, going to find it. And they're like, what's on here? Like, you know, government secrets. Like, <laughs> okay. If you see that on TV one day, like your story, <laughs> just know that someone found your floppy disk. They found that train wreck kidnapping. <laughs> and they turned into a movie. And the beginning was real strong. <laughs> Starring like Colin Farrell and yeah. like all these random people. TV, they changed it to a man. Right, right, right. <laughs> You're like, that's my story. That's still mine. Well, I had seen this movie when I was that age, right around that age, called I Love Trouble. Okay. And it had Julia Roberts and Nick Nolte in it. Yes. Oh okay. I love that movie. had a train in it, I think. <laughs> and she was a reporter. I went through for a long time I was really fascinated by journalists okay and I just thought that like they must have very interesting lives uh-huh. and so I was constantly writing about like I had a character that was a journalist all the time like <laughs> the story that I ended up actually writing my real first screenplay that I can say is like a screenplay mm-hmm. in correct form mm-hmm. is uh was about a teenage or, or actually she was in her early 20s um girl who is a was a journalist nice. at a small paper okay and it, but it was like magical realism kind of <laughs> yes so she like it had this story that she had to do because in her town the famous like founding one of the founders of the town was mm. a famous author okay and he died mysteriously oh. like 60 years before and they'd never been able to solve what happened he just they assumed he committed suicide yeah and um, so she gets this opportunity to like kind of go and research it and go speak to the caretaker of the estate mm-hmm. on the estate. And when she does, she ends up all these going weird things start into happening to another dimension. Whoa. <laughs> and meeting the author when he was alive. Okay. And so it's this wild story and it's all connected like then she's got this kind of it kind of unfolds from there of what Rebecca, she I kind of want to read this like right now. Yeah, <laughs> it was it, it's a story that I still love and think mm-hmm. about all the time mm-hmm. because I I never ended up I mean it was a screenplay and if you know anything about the film industry which I guess we could maybe actually talk oh, about I know, a right. little bit. Mm-hmm. Um the film industry it, there was a time the time when I was starting to really like think I want to pursue screenwriting Mm -hmm. it was probably about nine years ago Mm -hmm. eight or nine years ago and yeah because it was when Sam was my son I have an an almost nine-year-old he was a baby he's not almost (laughs) okay (laughs) jeez so big um and he and so I had decided like I want to I had written the screenplay I'd finally finished the a draft of the screenplay Mm -hmm. and I actually was able to connect with a woman who worked in with a studio who'd worked with the Weinstein company hey (laughs) awkwardly (laughs) (laughs) Harvey right Um, we don't want to talk about it we're not going to talk about it but she read my screenplay and she said, you know, this is really great. I love it. It would make a great indie feature. Mm-hmm. She said, but the problem is like, you can't get anything made. Like spec scripts aren't being bought. People aren't buying them. They were oh, already, okay. there was already a shift in Hollywood. Even then that mm-hmm. was, you know, eight years ago that away from the spec script market, which okay. spec script is something that a writer writes 
on their own just because they want to write it uh, to try to get it made into a film. Okay. So it was right after, it was, you know, 10 years after the big boom of spec scripts, mm-hmm. which, like, Good Will Hunting was one of those. Uh, okay. Like, okay. You know, all of these movies getting made from uh, original concepts. Yeah, yeah. That had happened, and that had sort of dwindled out okay. because it, the film industry, the fi- financially, it was... Scare, scary time okay. for them, and yeah, it yeah. still is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were starting to only really want to buy, like, property, intellectual property that had already found an audience. Either okay. Either books, so okay. they were looking, a lot of books were getting, starting to get purchased. To I noticed films. that. Okay. And it's it's just, so basically now, it's extremely difficult to get, I mean, it's very rare to mm-hmm. get a studio to produce a original script. story. Okay, okay, okay. Without some kind of content wow. or, really, you know, proving itself that mm-hmm. it can find its audience. Right, um, that someone so will why, watch yeah. it. Mm-hmm. So I had heard, this woman, you know, t- tells me this and I, meeting me sort of was like, okay, well, I'm still going to try. Right, you know? right. And, and, I, and I really wanted to, but... And I still do. I still believe that anything can happen. Yeah. And there's no reason. I mean, they're going to tell you no, and they're going to say that it's impossible, but... Mm-hmm. Until you do it. Until somebody does until, it. Right. Right? This is impossible, but I did it. But I'm yeah. going to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, I mean, but at the time, I sort of internalized that concept that it was impossible mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. to get a movie just made. Mm-hmm. And I had, even though I still had no idea how I was going to do it, I wanted to do it, but I believed her a little mm-hmm. bit, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, that was when I started writing novels. Like, okay. Right a, a little bit after that, probably about a year after that, I was like, okay, well, maybe if I write a novel, I can get it made into a film. And right. That's a, a way in. Right. To the industry. And, of course, I was very naive, and I didn't know <laughs> anything what about writing, to write writing novels. novels. Right. <laughs> so, right. I, you know, I've had, there's been a big learning curve for that as well. And then, of course, I had to learn a lot about the, the publishing industry yeah. and the reality of usually the author doesn't have any control over their work uh-huh, if, uh-huh. It, if it does get optioned by a studio mm-hmm. it's not like they're gonna just because you're a screenwriter and necessarily let you write it mm-hmm. so I so there's been a lot of that in this journey mm-hmm. of sort of learning the reality and having to decide how much of the reality I'm going to believe yes and let dictate my choices and that's the and that's what I, I want to talk about like mainly just because so okay so with this being the making of I'm always constantly talking about, okay, having a dream and not giving up on the dream, mm-hmm. but also, like, being able, like, the the dream morphs and it changes. And mm-hmm. saying true to the original, you know, big picture of, like, no, this is what God put in me. This is what I want. I know I'm yes, supposed to do with absolutely. my life. But then also not being so adamant about the original, how you thought it was going to go. Mm-hmm. And um, being disappointed and like, because I, I, I notice a lot of my followers that will message me and talk about how, um, I don't know, for instance, they want to be an actress and then it's not the reality of being becoming an actress is not what they want. And so then they're just thinking about quitting because it's not the it's not original. The yeah, yeah, be. exactly. And and I'm constantly encouraging people. No, 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 no. Like if this is what. God has put it in you, yeah. like, don't settle for being a waitress if God put it in you to be an actress, mm-hmm. like, you know, and, and, and it's not, and also knowing the difference between a desire and what God put in you. Yeah. I you mean, know, one of the, I, I love that because it is really hard when you're on the journey mm-hmm. toward your passion, because I, I, I don't like the idea of there being like an end game mm-hmm. to like me getting a book deal or me getting a film deal is not the end game yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the beginning of another stage of this like, exactly. pursuit. Exactly. But when you're, it can be really hard to keep believing that what you're doing is worthwhile mm-hmm. or good enough or anything mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. that you actually should be doing it. Right, right, at right, all. right, 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 right. Um, when you're constantly sort of faced with the reality of mm-hmm. whatever industry. Yeah. If you're, if you're pursuing anything in, like, a big industry, yeah, like yeah, yeah. film or, you know, uh, modeling. I mean, now, like, even getting on and becoming, like, a digital influencer yeah. is a task. It's it hard. It takes a lot. You get a lot of no's. You get a lot of mm-hmm. door slams, like, a lot of, like, even asking questions. Just like, hey, 
um, what resources do you use? Sorry, I can't share that because I'm this big influence. And you're like, um. <laughs> yeah, it's, honestly, it's like everything is sort of, that's, there's, I very much believe that, like, it's so important to find good mentors. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to be a good mentor once yeah. you get to a stage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. At a point where you can mm-hmm. share your knowledge and actually, because there's this idea, and I see a lot, I see a lot with creatives, and I think it's a real problem, mm-hmm. this idea that there's not enough room at the table for everybody. Yes! Like, oh, I hate that idea. I hate it. Yes. It, 100%. That that's like such a lack mentality mm-hmm. and it's coming from a place of lack mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like if you know in order to get to the top and in order to be successful i have to elbow all these yeah, people out the way, out the way. Mm-hmm. and to, to be honest like that's just that, that's limiting yourself to what you can do mm-hmm. once you are successful right. because if you've elbowed everybody out of the way who's going to want to like support you right you, you know? have burned all the bridges but I mean and so I think about it a lot because it's very easy to fall into that mindset it very to is think, like, yeah. I, I've, I have to make it you know and so. I, yeah. I'm, you're focusing on what you want because of course you're focusing on your passion mm-hmm. and your dream and pursuing that mm-hmm. and there's absolutely nothing wrong with being driven and focused right right um but it's different than thinking there's not enough room yes and see, my thing is, too, because at the end of the day, like, it's people. Like, even with what I do with influencing, like, it's storytelling and it's sharing my story with people. And it's about how it's affecting people. So if I make it suddenly about myself and about me building my own kingdom, because everyone wants to build their own empire and do their yeah. own thing. And I think it's such a, almost a hypocritical mindset because it's like, so no one's ever helped you to get to where you are. Yeah. So no one's ever reached out a helping hand or no one's ever, you know what I mean? Like there have been other people who weren't afraid to help you get to the table. So why would you be afraid to help? Anyone right. Else? To help anyone else. When I, so I have one of my really good friends who I'm actually writing the book on Wattpad with. She and I are co-writing it. Um, and she has this amazing, she and her friend have an amazing freelance company where they help freelancers get independent and gain wealth and like like find high quality clients and a lot of what they talk about in their programs and in their group that they have on Facebook it's called the six figure freelancer for anybody who is a freelancer looking to grow their business yeah um is that idea that they're you know basically you can you are messing up if you think that there's not enough or if you're Mm -hmm. thinking of it as I just want to get that one client at five hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like exactly. Thinking of it in the terms of there's not enough, Mm -hmm. or I don't need help, Mm -hmm. or I or others don't need help, Mm -hmm. is kind of counterintuitive and going to be very counterproductive. Right. (laughs) Right. 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 And so they do a lot. And she actually, when I first started hanging out with her, I remember seeing on her Facebook she had this quote. You know, like like her quote that she identified with at the time was we rise by helping others. Yes. And I love that because I was like, that's the kind of person I want to know. Like that's Mm -hmm. the kind of person I want to work with and be around. And that's what it's going to take to get where we're all trying to go. Yeah, exactly. In this creative journey because the creative life is like very, it, it doesn't always look the way you think it's No. Gonna look. <laughs> no. Not and at all. I have I have learned so much from like my relationships with these women that I've I've met along the way with mm-hmm. other writers and with my friends in LA that I'm that are they all wanna they all wanna be screenwriters as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've learned so much from them about that part, mm-hmm. that component mm-hmm. that, you know you you really are can limit yourself mm-hmm. if you think that it can only look a certain way, right? And if you think that you're sort of in this on your own, right? Because you're not, like, right? And then, because, and then think about it too, like, I, I'll see, I'll watch all of these documentaries about these, you know, big stars and um, people who have quote unquote made it, right? Mm-hmm. And then they are all alone. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, and they end up in rehab and different things like that. They're 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 all alone. Then then they can't trust people because the way they have treated people. So they mm-hmm. look at the world as everyone's just using everyone. Well, and a lot of times when you are extremely successful in any whatever field you're in, 
you do get used a lot, right, too. Right, And you get used to having, like, kind of yes-men around you mm-hmm. telling you what you want to hear. Right. And and it can be really scary. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I, I think that's why it's so important to have, like, those relationships that are, when you're on your exactly. journey, find your allies that yeah. are also on that journey. Right. And build each other up. Like, in, in the young adult writing community, I have found so many amazing, so my, most of my best friends are oh, other writers. That's awesome. Who are doing the same thing and we you know not only do we like read each other's work and Mm -hmm. help each other become better writers but we have this experience it's very singular to what we're doing Mm -hmm. we're all pursuing a career as a creative person as a writer yeah yeah and we all know how it feels to have to (laughs) put your work out there yeah yeah yeah. and be rejected yeah yeah and how to like and one of the things I've had to go through a lot over the last year especially this last year has been learning to like sort of like really unlearning Mm -hmm. a lot of behavior Mm -hmm. that I believed from the different industries that I want to be a part of yeah 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 and sort of the the system and the way it works Mm -hmm. and learning that you know I being me is a really important component Mm -hmm. in getting becoming successful yeah yeah yeah. and the way I do things needs to it needs never you never want to step on anybody's toes or or cross anybody's boundaries, but you still have to be you. Exactly. Being authentic to yeah. you is what, you know. And and I think, too, I'm learning that in the same way with the influencer thing. I'm learning, like, okay, to not lose my voice. Like, to be realistic, but then, and, and some things you will have to compromise on, but never compromise on being you yeah. and, the, and the, like, authenticity of who you are to the table. Because when you lose that... When you start to compromise and you start to sound like everyone else and look mm-hmm. like every, then it, you don't get picked out of the crowd. Like they're like, okay, there's a hundred of you, right? right? <laughs> you know, I mean, I think it's this what really interesting mix of you have to be completely who you are and mm-hmm. know who that is, mm-hmm. but you have to also know how to communicate it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yes, one hundred percent. There is a balance that happens when you, as you learn to actually communicate yeah. your vision or, you know, I mean, as a writer, I should be, I'm very good at communicating on, in, on paper. Right. Right. <laughs> and sometimes that gets kind of lost in translation when I, then I'm like, okay, now what am I actually going to do with yeah. this? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And what are my goals and my dreams? Like mm-hmm. that was a big thing that moving to Los Angeles really, uh, forced me to grow. Mm-hmm. It was a big, like fire that I went through mm-hmm. of what do I really want and why do I really want it? Mm-hmm. Why do I mm-hmm. really want this? Mm-hmm. Why am I pursuing this goal? Why am I pursuing... It's such a good question. Yeah. Though. Yeah. And that's, if you can't, I mean, and at first I really couldn't answer mm-hmm. that I knew the answer I was giving was wrong mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it wasn't true to why I began this process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So kind of like what you said earlier about, you know, the vision and the dream and the and state needs to always stay the same exactly the core. yeah it, they're all the sort of external components can shift mm-hmm. but the core vision should always, should always be the same. the same exactly because that's how you know like that's your true north kind of exactly that you're pursuing exactly and so your i anchor. had yeah i had yeah. to i had a lot of um figuring out what your anchor figuring was, out what my anchor was <laughs> yeah. and asking myself really hard questions about the way I was pursuing yeah. becoming an author, the yeah. way I was pursuing that's real film, the film yeah. industry, like, and the way what I was believing about all of those mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. and it, I still think I'm learning. I mm-hmm. still think I'm like answering that question, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I don't. I but I think I'm closer than I've ever been before yeah. to really getting something down, like yeah. a thesis statement for who I am. This and what is I right. Do. Yeah, exactly, and even I would say even believing like what you believe about yourself because mm-hmm. like I know for me this it's, it's not like I'm not even I'm still like a small tadpole on the totem pole of like influencers and, and yeah I'm like, but I mean I would <laughs> still, think of yourself that see, way but I but even though like I mean I know I'm it's growing and, and God's working and using me for it and I know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing mm-hmm. but even at this this level this beginning level that I'm about to I feel like I'm launching off of I have to keep asking myself, okay, like, if you don't know who you are, like, 
you're not completely confident in who you are, the second that you blow up, like you're going to start to lose yourself. And so mm-hmm. anytime that I feel like I am straying away from who I am and who I know myself to be, I have to be like, I have to pause for a second. I mm-hmm. have to take a step back. I need to make sure that I know. It's like preparing because... Like for with you, Rebecca, like I know you're going to blow up. Like I'm, I'm just super excited yeah. that you're on my podcast right now. <laughs> so like, I can be like, y'all, this, remember this episode at the beginning of my podcast? <laughs> Rebecca was on my page and, you know, and then just knowing because you're, and I love that you're in this process right now of figuring out what that core is. So then like when you blow up. You still have Yes, core. exactly. You're not blowing off in the wind like a kite. You're mm-hmm. like, you know, and I, I think a lot of times, even when I look at like Hollywood, I see so many people who I love and respect, but then it's clear that they have no, like, when it comes down to behind the persona, behind everything that they're selling to people, when it comes down to who they are, they have no idea who that yeah, really is. Yeah, I think is. that especially in, like, in, and I would say Hollywood is, is the hardest, probably, mm-hmm. of all of these sort of mountains that mm-hmm. you can climb. Yeah. I, I don't, it, it's different, it's different, a different kind of hard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because, like, the publishing industry is, it, is a is a real structure mm-hmm. like you can kind of see the structure from the outside you it's very it, it's very easy for me to understand the publishing industry and know why it works the way that it does yeah, yeah, yeah. um the hollywood is different because there's a lot of different paths and there's the stakes are so high yeah, 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 in, yeah. for film mm-hmm. because of the finances behind it yeah and it and it's really again we go back to it's a lack mentality mm-hmm. sort of operating in in both of these industries mm-hmm. because the stakes feel so high mm-hmm. and they don't have to be it doesn't have to be that bad yeah that yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah, really yeah. doesn't have to be so dramatic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we really yeah. don't have to lose i think that's ourselves. in every yeah exactly <laughs> like there's yeah. no reason for that and i but i think what it is is that so often we are being told who we are by mm-hmm. outside people and we are believing that rather than believing what yeah. we know inside yeah. and really sticking to that. Yeah, 100%. And so like I, I, I've had that come up a lot over this last year of mm-hmm. like shutting out the, the noise mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of what everybody else thinks I am, mm-hmm. what I think everybody else thinks, because that's really, that's the real <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> problem. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. Like, you think people think this. Right, and, and they don't, and they don't think right. <laughs> you think someone's looking at the way you're doing something, yeah. and they're going to hate it, or, yeah. they're, you know, whatever. It's not going to have the effect that you want, mm-hmm. and that's not even true. Exactly. And it's just really... Because I had, I had a really hard time with, like, wanting validation mm-hmm. for my writing mm-hmm. and my talent. And I think a lot of writers have that. We want we want to be told by somebody else mm-hmm. that it's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we don't believe that it's good. Until someone. we believe it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, until someone else is, like, like an agent says, you're worthy of being. Right. Someone know, professionally in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And then a publisher says, you're worthy of buying. Mm-hmm. You know, I really struggled with that idea because I wanted somebody to tell me. I I knew I was talented. I Mm -hmm. know I'm a good writer. Mm -hmm. I know I can write anything. But then believing that external, Mm -hmm. like, and taking that out. Right. And actually living it every day. Right. No, I am good enough. Like, I am. Yeah. And it Mm -hmm. doesn't matter if I have an agent or I don't have an agent. Right. It doesn't matter if I got a book deal or I didn't, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. I'm not making excuses. Right. For... And making, like, oh, well, this is happening in the industry, so that's why it didn't happen. Right, 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 right. You know, just whatever. Mm -hmm. And just, like, kind of letting go of all of those things Mm -hmm. so that you can focus on your work. Mm Because the work is the thing that actually matters. That is, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Your ability to do anything. Exactly. Can you do the work? Are you doing the work every day? Exactly. And will you always go back to the to the keyboard or whatever it is that mm-hmm, you're doing mm-hmm. and and do working work. to make yeah. it excellent and mm-hmm. working to you know and not excellent just in like the eyes of like you Some, said what everybody yeah, yeah no but just w- working on that, that craft that you know that you're bringing me ex- something excellent mm-hmm. to the table you put all your work into it you you know and you love it I mean yeah. honestly like with when you're talking about passion it shouldn't actually matter if somebody else gets it or not. Right. Like you want it if you want to translate this into a career yeah. where you're making money on it. Eventually, someone else is going to have to get it. Right, right, right. But 
I think at the beginning, and I think even at every new project that you begin or new stage that you enter, mm-hmm. it still has to come back to, am I getting it? Exactly. Am I doing what I know is true? Right, 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 right. And and then every day reminding yourself. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, <laughs> it was one of the things I, I really see this all the time. Like, and I have experienced this so much. I just, it's every day. Mm-hmm. It's like every day I have to say, okay, I'm not going to listen to the noise. Mm-hmm. I'm, whatever, I'm going to think on these things mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not waver. Yeah, yeah. And Same, 100%. Yeah. Same. It's I have every to day. every day. <laughs> yes, every day I have to. And I, and I think every day you have to deal with comparison. Every day you have to deal with. Well, um, if, anything, if you're doing anything yeah. where you're showing, like, where you're putting it out in the yeah. world, yeah. you're going to be compared, you're going to be rejected, yeah. you're going to be misunderstood, exactly. you're going to be loved 100%. and fawned over, right. and all of those things, they just, they are always going to exist. Exactly. And, they're, exactly. and that's just So that's reality. exactly, and when you go back to that anchor, as long as you have that anchor, then... That should none of those things should be an anchor, you yeah. know. Like a little buoy or, like or something, a, right? 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 Be an anchor. Right? That is not an anchor. Because it's some days. Because honestly, I'll be like, even with the Instagram, like some days I'll get I don't know six hundred likes on something, and then some days I'll get like a hundred and twenty six likes, mm-hmm. and I have to be okay with. <laughs> 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 okay, so they're, they're pretty good numbers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's when you're used to seeing bigger numbers and then something yeah. you post and you're like, okay, wait, <gasps> what did I, what, right. What did did I they not wrong? like my angles? Like what, <laughs> what did I say something wrong? Like what oh, happened? And I, I have know. to be able to not live off of likes or, or live off of followers or, or comments. Or... I hate all of my followers cause they didn't like this. Right. Like, Where were y'all? <laughs> Get over yourself. <laughs> that's like, I mean, that's real though. I know, it's I'm so like, true. It's so, cause I do that all the time. I'll post something. I'll be, this is genius. Right. And then it's like two likes. And you're like, what happened? How do you not get what I'm putting genius. down? <laughs> Why don't they like it? 100%. 100. I'm and like, you realize, oh, it's the algorithm. Right. Probably. But also, it's like, does it matter? Yes, if exactly. They like it why, or is not? This, why is this affecting you, you so it, much? Yeah. yeah. Would you put it out there even if nobody likes exactly. it? Exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's what I have to work sometimes. with. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of things where I'm like, I'm not going to put this out. <laughs> And then I have to like, like even today. Okay. So for for instance, today I posted something and it was like me when I first woke up, I didn't have makeup. My hair was like a hot mess. I'm like, I've got a coffee can. And like, I'm just like, Hey, and I thought I was going to post it for like vulnerability's sake. Like, uh-huh. Hey, but then when today came and I like saw the picture, it was like, I'm not going to post that. Like, like no. Well, because yeah. also, I mean, when you are cultivating any kind of, uh, an image. I mean, because we're cultivating an image through yeah. our social media. Yeah. Um, you do get to decide right. what you show people right. and how vulnerable you have to be. Right. And, and if if vulnerability feels good, do vulnerability. Exactly. Like, do that level of vulnerability. Yeah. But if it's not feeling good that day, right. Well, and I had to push past. Not going to go well right right well yeah well and well but for me i know i i but for me i had to push past it for like i literally did like a five minute in inside war like <laughs> like angel on one side devil on the other side okay but i like literally struggled with posting it um and then i finally was like you know what why am i so focused on like whether or not people like it like i i genuinely Yes, it goes with, I mean, to me, it goes with the aesthetic of my page. It goes with, like, the brand of who I am. And people need to see all of me, you know? I mean, not all of me, but... (laughs) Not all of me, but, like... Like get blocked because of like nudity. <laughs> That's not the aesthetic. Right, for. right. It's not what I was going for. But but just to see not the not-so-great picture as well. Um now, I mean, I'm not going to go crazy, but, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, yeah. This year, so I've had a few times on, on Instagram and on, you know, other, not so much Twitter, because you can't really do it on Twitter, but mm-hmm. on, on Instagram and on my blog, where I get really, like, personal about, mm-hmm. like, what I'm going through mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the experience of pursuing a dream mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and pursuing, you know, publication and the film industry and you know all of that and then thinking people know now that everything's not great yep 
and yep. they know that I'm struggling a little right. bit and wondering if that's okay because like you know you want people because I do like you said I like to cultivate the image of being very brave yeah yeah, yeah. and I and I thought it, I think about it sometimes but isn't that brave yeah it like, is to be honest. yes being honest is bravery like in the honest and again like the reason that one of the reasons I am so inspired by you is because you're that honest and vulnerable yeah. and and just like I mean, it inspires me to be like that on my on my journey because I'm like, okay, here's somebody that we're seeing all of the real not so good days, good days, and then so then when she blows up, we can be like, okay, she's an actual human, <laughs> right? Being. And it's possible for me mm-hmm. because I've seen her go through yeah. this and get to where she is, yeah. you know, and so. And I think that that's real and honest because I think so many times we cultivate this thing of like, oh, yeah, you know, we've always been everything that, right, (laughs) everything's just fallen into our lap. So then when you do blow up, people are like, where was the struggle? Like, okay. Right. Like, where was like. No, no, I promise. Like, I struggled. Right. Did you, did you struggle? (laughs) Like, someone called somebody and that's why you. And the thing is, I think it's funny because it's like storytelling. Yeah. We love to see characters begin in a certain way yeah. we love to see when they change mm-hmm. and they have to make a choice to go into a new life right to right make some hard quests yeah, yeah yeah and we love to see them fail mm-hmm. 100%. and then triumph yeah and yeah. so people the stories that we love the most like the hero's journey mm-hmm. which is what so many stories so many of our favorite stories are mm-hmm. uh are because we like to see that because we think that that trains us to believe that we can, we can. no matter what sort of struggle that we face mm-hmm. along the, the way, at some point we'll figure out a way out. And right. We'll there will be a solution and we will... Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we'll triumph and mm-hmm. we'll triumph in the climax. And so I always think about that part too because mm-hmm. if you don't have all the you know, plot points right. along the way, it's not a very interesting story. Right. Like, right. nobody wants to read that book. Nobody right. wants to watch that movie. Right. You know? And no one will be inspired by that. No. <laughs> They'll be like, okay, that's great for you, Good. but... Wow. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, I'm going to be real. Like, I, I look at George Clooney, and I'm like, he's always been George Clooney. He's I can't picture him George not Clooney. being... George Clooney, like, well, yeah. and this in the in the ER Armani day. suits and like when he was on ER. I mean, even when he was like, because that was the first thing I think I saw him on. Yeah, and I was like ten. Yeah, yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was still he was he's like still George Clooney, right? You know? <laughs> still like, <laughs> it's like, have you struggled ever? <laughs> like, you're just always gorgeous. So he's like, always been well but he you know he he did have a lucky break yeah his mother i mean his, his right. grandmother was it no, his aunt was rosemary clooney okay okay so okay. she was in the industry right was a little bit of you know but yeah exactly he, he but you aunt. look at him and like someone like yeah he had an aunt like you're, you're like okay <laughs> all right um but i'm sure behind the scenes i'm sure he and i'm sure he did and that's the thing is but like we don't know that right you know, we don't know that. <laughs> no, unless you watch some documentary on like tv one or something so it's funny because, like, think of him and he you know on the on the surface we don't see the struggle right that he necessarily went through we probably went through some kind of struggle. I would. I hope so. Right. Um, but but then look at like Brad Pitt. Right. Who I feel like we've seen a lot about his, right his, his struggle, struggle. and we, and that's because of choices he's made. Right. And different kind of personality. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's a little bit you know whether you like him or not. It it's nice to know that somebody who's that successful is that that human, human. exactly hundred you know, percent. Don't think he's he could be a horrible person, but right? <laughs> but most people have horrible, right? Like let, let's be let's be real. Let's just be honest. <laughs> All yeah. of our fa- I mean, most of my favorite characters are deeply flawed. Yeah, and everyone loves antiheroes. Yeah. Come yeah. on, like <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Nice. I yeah. love the unlikable yeah. protagonist. Yeah. You know? And I think that's because most of us are kind of in that area. Exactly. Uh, in if that we were honest kind of, with ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Most of us are not Meg Ryan and you've got Meg Right. Like, I mean, I hoped I would be. I would love to be. be. <laughs> but no. No, you know, not Meg Ryan. I remember seeing that she started acting. Her first, like, big movie, I think she was 31. Stop. And, like, that really changed her career. I think yeah. she made, like, a couple before that. Yeah. But she was not, like this 
when America's Sweetheart. Yeah, 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 yeah. She and was like in the middle. People loved her. Yeah, and she really most of her big films happened in her through her thirties. Yeah, and I remember thinking that was so inspirational, especially for that time. Because yeah. I think now we're seeing a lot more women in their thirties and forties really Blowing coming into and coming their out. stride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's much more like. 30s or the new 20s. Yeah, they really are, though. No, no, I really feel like they are, yeah. I'm like, great, because I'm I'm right She's like, great. (laughs) Good for me. (laughs) But... But I think at that time, you know, that wasn't as common. Yeah. You know, no. and I th- what she was, her success was really incredible. And, and I think it was because, yeah, she was really likable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But even she went through, has gone through a lot. Yeah. And later on in her career, she didn't just want to be likable because she's not just likable. Yeah. She's all Ryan's, she's one of my favorite actresses of all it. time. I love her. love her. I love every movie she's in. She's um, yeah. I know, like, I, wa- I will always, always watch, like, Sleepless in Seattle. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. Over and over and over again. It's, they're the best. Yeah, 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 100%. Okay, so, we're, girl, we've been talking for 50 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> we might have to edit this I'm a, a little bit, um, but that's cool. No, this can be just the longest episode that the we've had, and it'll be great. All time. Right, it'll be great, because um, I really do feel like people will listen to the whole thing, I just because so. it's a... Um, so, um, what are some plugs that we should, okay, yes. so people want to talk to you. Okay, so if you want to talk to me, um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I, at, it's at R-F-F-A-U-B-I-O-N. So it's Fabian. Fabian. <laughs> but with an F in the middle because my middle name is Faith. Um, so I it's R-F Fabian. Mm-hmm. And um, I have a book on Wattpad right now. Wattpad is a free plat- story platform where you can read serialized content. People just post it. It's totally free. It's kind of like the YouTube okay, for, uh, for books. books. Oh, that's cool. Which is so fun. Yeah. And so we are public. me and my friend are publishing a novel called Ellie is Cool Now. Yes. About a TV writer who lives in Hollywood, and she has to go back for her high school reunion. Oh my gosh! And That's so good. To a small town, in Ohio, <laughs> and it's really funny. And kind of, she meets up with her romantic. Her oh my gosh! High school crush. I'm reading this like and today. Her, her ex best friend. Yeah. So so now, what really pad cool. is it? Watt pad. Watt so pad. it's W A T T P A D. Okay. And it's just, you can down, it's got, they've got an app, and then you can also read it on your computer. But the app is really cool because it's just, you're on your phone, you know, you're on the train. It's like Kindle. You're hanging out wherever. Yeah, Yeah. it's exactly like Kindle, and you can just read. And there's so many stories on there. Um, And then I also have an editing business um, for books. I, with my friend Lindsay Cummings, who is a New York Times bestselling author. And we do, we edit um, and coach uh, writers through revision. So you can hit us up at authorcrashcourse.com. Authorcrashcourse.com. I'm writing this all down because I'm actually going to be using all of these. Um, (laughs) Yeah, because you got to write that Heartland book again. I do. (laughs) I do. (laughs) (laughs) I really should. Um, yeah, awesome. And then, of course, guys, you can always, you can write me, DM me at the Making of Raven on Instagram. And then you can always email me at the Making of Raven at gmail.com. I try to read all of them, uh, all of the DMs. I, I read every single email, but I try to read all the DMs. There's just a lot of them. But that's, I will respond to them. Problem. Right? <laughs> but I promise I will try to respond to as many as I can before. I'm actually going to be leaving for a month. Um, starting next week. Yay, so, yay. That's so um, um, so yeah, pray for me, guys. I'm going to Africa for a month, so please pray for me mm-hmm. on that. Um, yes. Okay. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and you enjoyed Rebecca. Yay. I'm so glad that you can come back. Thank you. For <laughs> yeah. Me. This is so fun. Thanks. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye.